Hello, and welcome to Wenatchee in the Word, a podcast ministry of Ridgepoint Baptist Church. Our purpose is to help each one of us grow more in love with God by studying and meditating on His Word. We're glad you've joined us today. Now, let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Wenatchee in the Word. I'm excited for today's episode because I was able to convince my wife, Rebecca, to come on with me today. Yay! Yeah, (laughs) she's a little nervous, but I know she'll do fine. She'll be awesome. Mm. So we're going to continue in the book of John, and so we're going to uh, look at chapter 2 and uh, look at the first miracle of Christ. And so I'm just going to read through a little bit of it, and we'll talk about it. It says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Uh, Now one thing we're going to kind of hit on as we go through this is uh, a few misconceptions about uh, even this story. And the first one is that this was not Jesus's wedding. Do you know how we know that? No, I don't. I don't actually think I know. We know that from verse 2. I mean, it says Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Yes, so if so you're invited usually, to a wedding. Usually, you, you, if you're getting married, you don't usually get called, hey, you're going to come to uh, the wedding? Right. You don't send a wedding invitation to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, so I mean, unless the bride was really desperate I mean, <laughs> to, get her, to get this guy to come. but To get the husband to come? <laughs> Aren't you glad that I didn't do that for our wedding? I'm just glad you showed up. Yeah, I showed up. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, this was not Jesus's wedding. Okay, the second misconception uh, sometimes, uh, depending on how you read it, is in verse 4. So it says, and when they wanted wine, now uh, that word wanted isn't just meaning that they like desired it. It's not saying like, and hey, we want wine. It's talking about uh, the fact that they uh, they had very little of it okay so when someone wants is wanting in an area they have very little of it and so it says when they wanted or had very little wine the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine and in verse 4 jesus says to her woman what have i to do with thee mine hour is not yet come now the common misconception is that Jesus was being disrespectful here to his mother. Yeah, I can hear my husband saying, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't Why go over well. <laughs> Why isn't dinner made? <laughs> it would uh, not go over well if I consistently uh, responded to you in that way, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, so when we read this in an American context, that's kind of what it comes across as. Woman, what have I to do with thee? Uh, this would have just been the way that they talk to people that they say they would uh, say woman and um, or, or, you know, hey, man, you, you see even in scripture many times that they say, man, uh, go and do this. And so anyways, uh, he was just addressing her as a woman. So woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. He, he said, it's not yet time for me to be revealed uh, as the Messiah, as the Christ to uh to the world. I think she was probably wanting to, like, she was excited because she knew her son was Jesus. And she's like, come on, Jesus, don't you want to show him all the things you could do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it says even in, you go back to Matthew chapter two and the wise men and all of that, that everything that happened, she pondered in her heart 
And so I could see that, that she'd be excited about it. I mean, uh, when my kids do good, I want to show them off. And when they're bad, <laughs> you're like, be quiet, stop talking. Right. And our kids are definitely nowhere near the sinless, perfect that son of God. <laughs> they're so much like their dad. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he, the Mary, his mom comes to him and asks him if he can do something about the fact that they have no wine. And uh, so she ends up telling the servants that are there, whatever Jesus says to you, do it. Whatever he says, do it. And really, just a side note, that should be our response every single time. Whatever Jesus says, just do it. Yeah, we should follow through with really whatever the Word of God tells us about. We should apply it and do it. It Whatever your wife says that is... (laughs) in the context of agreeing with scripture you should do it (laughs) yes that's good all right so then it says and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the jews containing two or three firkins apiece so it's just telling us the size they've got some pretty good sized uh, water pots here and jesus says to the servants fill the water pots with water And so they filled them up to the brim. They didn't just follow a little bit. He said, fill them up. And they filled them up to the very tippy top. And it says, uh, and he said unto unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. So uh, he says, okay, fill them up with water. They fill them all the way to the very top. And then he says, uh, now draw out the water and take it to the governor of the feast, the person who would, in their custom, uh, been like the host of the entire wedding party there, kind of like what we have in a, nowadays, like a best man or something like that, introducing the new couple into the reception and all of that. Uh, similar to that, they would have had a host that would have introduced people and uh, and had toasted and all of that uh, at the wedding. And so anyways, they give it to this man. And this, and I think it's funny. It says, well, not funny, but it says draw out, which I, I think I always pictured them pouring, but these things were, um, t- I believe, uh, like 20 or 30 gallons worth of these pots. So obviously you can't pour it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't pour that that much. So just Be picturing impressive. them, um, you know, dipping the, the cup out into the humongous container of this pot full, full of, um, this wine. Um, because it, it was so big. It's just amazing how I'm sure that there was a lot of wine that he made. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what I love then is then when they actually take it to the to the ruler of the feast, it says, when he had tasted the water that it was made wine and knew not whence it was. So he tastes it and it just tastes like wine. He doesn't know. Um, it says, but, and it's a little parentheses, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, every man at the beginning sets forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, because they're drunk, they wouldn't know any better, uh, then, that, uh, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. And then it tells us, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. And so the third misconception of this would be uh, for some of the naysayers of the Bible that would say that uh, it specifically says this is the first miracle uh, that Jesus did. And some of them um, would maybe say that this was just some kind of trick. And we're here to say this was not just some trick. 
Um, now we did an illustration with this in a kid's class once where it was definitely was a trick. <laughs> we, we, there was no miraculous, uh, power yeah, on our part. Believed in me. Yeah. They were we like, tricked ah. them pretty good. Um, so what we did was I had Rebecca pour in water um, from a pitcher into cups. And then I was behind a pretty big wooden pulpit that had shelving in it. And in the shelving was a bunch of cups of sweet tea. And so she would pour the water, hand it to me. And then I would uh, go to take the water and transition it to where the kids wouldn't see, but it would almost look like I walked past the pulpit. And when I came out the other side of the pulpit and handed it to our helper, which was one of the kids in the class, um, then now I'm handing her a cup of sweet tea. And the kids were like, what? (laughs) What? And of course, I was just tricking. It was just uh, they didn't know that I was uh, switching them behind the pulpit. But um, we did that. And then, um, and then what, what we loved was as we both look at this story, we love the little parenthetical in verse nine and it says this, go ahead and read it. But but the servants, which drew the water knew, um, because earlier it said, um, that the ruler had tasted the water, but he didn't know, uh, he knew not whence it was. And then, yeah, the parenthesis says, but the servants, which drew the water knew, and it's funny because in the KGV, it's a, it has like a winky face. <laughs> That's what it looks like at the end. Of it the- does. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now, the servants knew. <laughs> it, uh, like hundreds of years before Jesus somehow, or God knew that he was going to, emojis were going to be a thing yeah, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I love it there. It's almost as if it is a winky face, mm-hmm. a semicolon in the parentheses. But uh, the servants which drew the water knew. And we just want to kind of come at this story with this thought Uh, that servants see more. Mm -hmm. Servants see more. Those who are serving the Lord will often see more than those who just sit on the sidelines. Um, If you're in the church and you're involved, um, I think specifically of even going into some ministries, when you're involved in the kids' ministries, you get the benefit and the blessing of seeing firsthand children come to know the Lord as their Savior or to um, or to dedicate their life to the Lord and maybe ministry, things like that, church camps, whatever you might serve in that capacity. Yeah. Even in our illustration that he just talked about, Lena, um, the, our pastors where we were serving, um, his daughter, she was involved in it and she knew what was taking place. Like, because she was the one that was passing out the cups. She saw what happened, but all the people that were just watchers and people that were just observing didn't see what was going on behind the scenes um and that's definitely applies to um serving the lord in any area um but especially behind the scenes where people may not even know all that takes place all the work that may go into an event or whatever um they don't get to have even that special blessing of seeing um what god can do through through serving yeah it's one of those things that like um it's almost like in Christian living and in the church, that servanthood or those who serve, those who are involved, uh, get that behind the scenes look. Mm-hmm. Um, we, <coughs> excuse me, we uh, often like to, after uh, watching a movie, see the behind the scenes kind of footage and what took place on making a scene and things like that. And uh, it really is in a lot of the church ministries, um, those who serve get to see a lot of the behind the scenes work and they get to see a lot of the blessings 
yeah. <coughs> that yeah, a lot of people if would. if you're just coming to church and, you know, and having a part and, you know, you're worshiping the Lord and you're hearing from the pastor. But if that's all you ever do and you don't get involved and you don't see, just you won't be able to see what um, what takes place behind behind everything and um it's exciting and it's i feel bad for the christians that don't get involved and just come um to church and that's it they just attend and they go back and they they don't get to see all the blessings of serving jesus yeah so our challenge just today would be find a place to serve in your local church and a shameless plug if you're from wenatchee (laughs) There's a great place to serve here called Ridgepoint Baptist Church, mm-hmm. and we would love to see you there sometime. Um, but we thank you for tuning in today. Thanks, Rebecca, for joining me. <laughs> it's so much better when I have someone else here to help me. I know. I, I feel like it probably will be really awkward to just talk to yourself. I mean, you're not talking to yourself, but, you know, there's nobody next to you. So, yeah. Although, unless I'm upstairs listening to you record <laughs> like you love (laughs) uh but yeah 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 so everyone (laughs) thanks for listening today and uh we'll hope to uh have you join in with us again on the next episode (laughs) oh them yeah yeah. Yeah, me i don't know about me though (laughs) no you too (laughs) okay all right have a great day thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed the podcast go ahead and subscribe to it or share it with your friends you can hit that share button take a screenshot and share it on your social media. And if you're from the Wenatchee area, we'd love to see you at Ridgepoint sometime. Find out more about our ministry at wenatchechurch.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless.